Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to have Nathan Siegel here on the Office Marketing Podcast. Nathan is a, a, an absolute expert at positioning people to be an expert in any industry. In their industry, he can help you. So there's a lot of people listening right now that have heard, oh, I want to be an expert, but I am an expert, but I don't know how to get my story out there. Well, today, Nathan, hopefully will walk us through that a little bit and we're going to get to know him a little bit better. Nathan, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, all right. So I want you to talk a little bit about you. This is your chance to kind of say, hey, look at me, right? Isn't that, isn't that what this world's all about, right? So yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Tell us Good a little bit about yourself and what do you do? Well, I mean, I've been involved in marketing and stuff for quite a while. I mean, I started uh, as a freelancer back in 1988. And that's when I realized that I, I just couldn't work for corporations. I, a major problem is I just kept recreating the family and I knew it was toxic. I thought I got to stop doing that. And the only way I could figure to stop doing it was to become a freelancer. And uh, I became interested in photography. And that's where I got my start, which was uh, back in the day, there was a technique called special effects photography using equipment known as pin registered cameras. And that was for the multi-image industry, as it was known back then, uh, creating computer controlled slideshows. And so I wound up buying a, a modified camera to do this. I was part of that industry. I was only in it for about a year, year and a half before it died. Uh, and that's because computers came onto the scene and revolutionized everything. And I got into computers, became involved with stock photography, wound up in art school to learn how to do composition and design. Uh, at one point I got fired from a job as a software instructor. And after that, uh, my cousin reached out to me one day and said, hey, do you want to learn how to be a writer, freelance writer? And I, I had no prospects. I said, sure. And I just did what he told me and I succeeded. And it was really that simple. And there are a lot of people who complicate stuff to do with mentors, but I just listened to what my mentor told me. I never questioned him. I never thought I was smarter than him. I just did what he told me and I succeeded. And I became a writer and then it, it led me into all sorts of different marketing things that let me into internet marketing, which is what I'm a part of now. And just, just different things. I mean, it had to do with opening doors and being curious, a lot of it. And just be willing to try stuff and be willing to fall flat on my face, which I did a lot of and still well, do. Well, if, if it's anything like the, the guys listening or, or the people listening to this podcast right now, we fail and fail uh, uh, a lot we like to fail quickly and we, we hate to make the same mistake twice. Right. So, um, all right, I'm going to do a, what we're not supposed to do in podcasts, but I want you to give us a value bomb early, right. Specifically about what you do in becoming an expert. Can you give us one tip for anyone listening? That's trying to kind of manage their brand a little bit. Like what's one thing they could do to help establish themselves as an expert. Well, the number one thing that I say to people who want to do this is you need to write a book, but not a book that you would see on the traditional shelves. What I say to people is, look, what you want to do is you want to go into your industry and hopefully you know it well by now. And if you do, 
then you want to address the top seven to 10 questions that your prospects ask you. And then you want to write out detailed, a detailed response on how would you answer those questions in an actionable way that they can take it and use it. And so if you do it that way and you create a, it, it's going to be a really short book, maybe 10, 15 pages, but it's going to be full of valuable content. And you give that stuff away to your prospects with a call to action to work with you. That's the basics of it. And, but you just give it away. And when their prospects look at your stuff and they realize that what you've given them is stuff that they can actually use, they're far more likely to want to work with you. And you're opening a door without being salesy, without trying to pitch them and say, hey, you need to work with me. No, when they see this and they realize, wow, this is cool. I can use this. Oh, I really like this guy. And that's what I recommend. Mm. It's, it's a very counterintuitive approach. Uh, some guys use something like it. Um, it was a, a product called Traffic Geyser years ago to do with video. And I just took what they did and I put my own spin on it, which was about putting it into print as opposed to video. But it was the same idea. The top 10, seven to 10 questions that your prospects are asking you, answers to those questions, uh, maybe a quick summary if you need it, call to action to work with you, put it into a simple book, get it out there as a PDF or paper print or whatever. You just hand it out to people. I know a guy in Victoria where I'm from who does this. He's a realtor. And he, he wrote a book called What's Stopping You about what was stopping him about becoming an author. And he put that into a book and he gives it out everywhere. And that's how it. you do it. I love it. Okay, good. I think uh, we may have lost all the listeners because I think after they hear that, I, I, what else can we learn? All right. But you know what? There is more to learn because we're going to go through our general sequence for the, for the podcast. We're going to go right into this one, Nathan. Tell us something that everyone doesn't know about Nathan Siegel. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know about everybody, but the a major reason I wound up in Mexico, like a lot of people will assume, oh, it's because of the climate. It's like, no, I, a major reason I wound up here is because I was tired of the income tax system of, of Revenue Canada. And what I discovered after I left was if you're a Canadian, you're listening to this podcast and you want to travel and you want to do what I'm doing, but you don't want to pay income tax anymore, there's a loophole. You see, Canadians are taxed on residency, not on citizenship as you guys are in the United States. So if you want to get out of the income tax system, it's a very simple way that you can do it. There's a page on the Revenue Canada website that describes it. But basically, you can become a non-resident for the purpose of income tax. And if you don't make your money from Canada, and you don't make it from, say, Mexico either, you make it from other sources, you are effectively gone from the income tax system and you will never pay income tax in Canada again. How's All that? right, so Nathan, well, let me get this straight for the, for the tens of millions of people listening. So as an American, can I become a, a Canadian and then use this? Can it, no? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's much harder for Americans to do what I'm doing. If for American, you'd have to renounce your citizenship. That's how a lot of Americans are getting around it. Uh, because your system is set up, to the best of my knowledge, that you get taxed for 10 years after you leave. And I've been countering some Americans who got so pissed at this, they said, screw that, and they renounced their citizenship. Canadians is different. We're not taxed on citizenship. We're taxed on residency. It's a very big, it's a different thing, and it's really important mm -hmm. if you want to get out of the system. 
Well, the good news is I don't think this podcast is very popular with the um, the Canadian leadership. So we're going to be in it. We're in it. We're just fine. We're doing, we're doing just fine. <laughs> so, all right. So yeah, no uh, moving moving into, you talk, you keyed on it a little bit. You talked about 88 kind of going into being a, a photographer. But the next question, was there anybody in your life that kind of inspired you to take this path? Oh, yeah. There, there were a lot of people. I Because... I was into special effects. I started reading magazines and I, I met a guy uh, a locally, a guy by the name of Ken Cooper, who was doing what I wanted to do. And then I learned about other guys like Pete Turner and a few other people who I can't remember in this exact moment, but it just became a part of a group of people who were doing this kind of stuff. So I just keyed into that. And then it just, it was just one thing after another, just putting a, uh, it was just holding a mental image of what I wanted to do. And then I just started meeting people. I can't even remember how it happened, but it happened. And one thing led to another. My father gave me a hand with it at Boston Equipment. And I started teaching myself virtually everything I know. I took some training, but very little. And most of what I learned was just by experimenting and talking to people. And that's, that's about it. I mean, a lot of what I learned was on the fly. I just taught myself how to do it. Well, I'm going to I'm going to ask you to share something, but before we start this podcast, you shared something with me which I thought was really cool. And I hope we're not jumping too far ahead, but um, when we talk about inspiration for writing and inspiration for writing books, you shared a a tip about you know, if you want to be a novelist, like what's one thing that you could do if you want to oh, be a novelist? Yeah. And um, like, what what would you do if you wanted to be a great novelist? Like, please share well, that. Yeah, it was something I read. And I, I don't remember who said it. But he basically said that if you want to know how novels work, find a novel that you really, really like, and sit down and write the entire thing out by hand. And if you do that, by the time you get to the end, and, and you need to write it by by hand, uh, because it will connect things to do with your mind better. You get to the end of that, you'll know how a novel works. And it's the same thing with copywriting. If you go to some of the great copywriters like Gary Halbert, it's recommended that you write out a whole bunch of sales letters by hand for at least a year, maybe longer. And if you do that and you keep doing it, uh, you will begin to understand how things, how things work. I, I love these. I love this. Um, I hope people that are listening right now, just take a second. If you get an email that comes to you that you're kind of like, all right, why did I open that email? And why am I scanning through this? And if it kind of hits you and you're kind of looking at this going like, this was clever, put that in a, in a save that copy. And if you want to be better at writing emails, if you want to be better at writing that copy, that's a, Nathan just gave you a, a, a golden nugget to just be a little better at writing. Absolutely love it. Thank you, Nathan. Welcome. All right. So I think that ties into the next question. We're talking about mindset because the power of, of reading and writing and, and how things get through, but after kind of, you know, the shutdowns of last year, as we come to this, this, uh, going through 2021, talk to me a little bit about energy mindset. What do you do specifically to keep your mindset positive? Well, among other things, I go out pretty much every single morning, I go out for a walk. Uh, I've been doing some therapy to help improve my eyesight. And uh, one of the things that I learned about was taking vitamin B2 and then getting out in the sunlight as part of the therapy for 15 minutes. 
And that's turned out to be a really, uh, well, a blessing really, because it, it forces me to get out because I need to. But I've also been just walking a lot more and just exploring a lot more around this little town where I live and just hanging out with people. And instead of 15 minutes, I try to turn it into two hours. And it's really nice because, well, it, it has to do with getting away from the digital devices because so much of our time is spent that way if you're an entrepreneur and because you're marketing or you're on your computer a lot, unless you're making lots of phone calls. And if you are, one of the things I was reading about a major cause of nearsightedness or myopia is tunneling. You tunnel your vision. And if you have certain types of glasses, it gets even worse. And if you have certain devices and if you get too close, then, then you're just tunneling your vision down. You're creating nearsightedness. But if you go out and you spend a lot of time outside, you're opening yourself up and looking at stuff in the distance and all sorts of things. And preferably if you do have a, a digital device, you're not looking at it every five minutes. You get away from that. So I find that just being out like that just makes a big difference. I feel better every time I do it. Well, you're not going to get an argument with me. I, um, I knocked out five miles before the sun came up and I am, if I, nice. if I don't run, I am a, I, I can get to be a, a Mr. Cranky Pants and that's not good, but that probably it, it is. It kind of sets me up for a better day on, on the, the mornings that I run. And, you know, it's funny you should say that about vision is because I've heard I'm a golfer too. And I found that like, you know, I'm not on my device. I got four hours and 15 minutes. I'm not on to buy a device. I'm looking forward. I'm looking, I'm really challenging the eyes in so many ways. It's, it's really a, it's almost like a, uh, an eye test. Well, it would be because there's all the, the hand-eye coordination mm -hmm. that you have with uh, different things. Like I remember a number of years ago, I got invited on a date and as the date, we went to a driving range. I'd never been there, never done that. And the date was kind of a bust, but I, what I learned about golf and how to hit a ball, I mean, the woman gave me some basic instruction and within, a, within an hour of being with her, I was hitting the balls almost as far as she was. Nice. I'd never done it before. That's awesome. But she gave me a very simple instruction. And, and after a while of, of hitting balls, I started to notice that I could do micro movements with my hands, my fingers, my posture. And it really made a big difference, but it, it, it just came from one thing that she told me to do. Okay. What was it, Nathan? Tell, do you remember? It, what was yes, it? Yes, I do. It what was it? To do with, it had to do with my left arm and holding it rock steady straight and not allowing it to bend in any way. And then, you know, bringing the right arm up and then, and then hitting the ball that way. And so long as I did that, I found that after a while, I could start making little micro movements and, and it would affect what was happening with the ball. I mean, it doesn't sound like much, but it was really amazing. And she said to me at the end of it, she said, you know, you're doing really well. And if you're thinking about golf, you should get some instruction with uh, proper clubs because I was using hers, you know, not proper clubs for me. And it, and it made quite a difference. I was really well, surprised. Well, good. Next time we're yeah. together, we're going to, we'll go play. We'll have a great time. And I'll tell you okay. what, if, if you can keep your left arm straight, you're, you're ahead of 95% of the golfers out there. That's, that's, a, that's a great place to start. This episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. All right. So next one. All right. This is where you get to share a book that you love. 
Talk to us about something, either a book that's impacted you, a book you're reading now. Share something that someone should go out and, and get. Get the Power of Now mm. by Eckhart Tolle. I keep going back to that book. And it's more than the book, it's uh, the mindset to do with it. And if you really want to start getting good results from something like that or anything else in life, you would use an NLP strategy called modeling. And what I was doing with Eckhart Tolle is I was modeling him was watching tons of his videos, uh, reading articles, not so much that mostly watching videos. And there was one night when I was feeling really bad. And I wound up, it was actually an audio with just his picture. And the title, if I remember correctly, was called transforming illness and suffering. And when I read went through that, I experienced a massive change as a result of modeling. And I, I can't say that I learned it. It was just something that happened. I don't even know what it was, but I remember reading something. There was an inner alignment, a decision that I made. And then I felt everything inside me shifted right and dropped. And then all of a sudden, my thinking processes dropped by about 90%. I felt this huge field of silence rise up inside me. And after that, I started living in long, long periods of silence without thinking much. But then because of my knowledge of NLP, I started to trace it back. How do I do this? All right, you're using, you know, you're using I, the term, get... Nathan, NLP. Not a lot of people know exactly yeah. what NLP stands for. Neuro-linguistic programming. It's a, it's a series of behavioral techniques, hypnosis, observation. It's a way of uh, learning about the world, about changing your performance. Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard that name. Tony Robbins is one of the practitioners of NLP. He'll, he'll call himself a coach, but he's an NLP practitioner and he uses it all the time in, in probably all of what he does. So NLP, you know, one of the things you learn are different strategies. Like if you want to get into rapport with somebody, how do you do that? Well, one of the fastest ways is by mirroring. So if they're sitting like this, you might want to mirror that or something close to it. If they're sitting with their legs crossed, you, you do that. You follow what they do, you follow how they speak, you follow how they move. And some people might say, oh, that's too obvious. They're gonna, you're gonna get found out. Well, maybe, maybe not. But I promise you, if you do it, you're gonna wind up in rapport with somebody really, really fast. And there's some really great stories about some of the founders of NLP and how they did that and some of the amazing results that they got from doing it. Is there a book on NLP that you also like? I would be thinking about Tony Robbins books, like one he wrote a long, long time ago called Unlimited Power, I believe. Okay. Uh, that would be the first one I would go to for that kind of stuff. He does good. Um, and, and if I've seen Tony Robbins speak yeah. and, and it even does an exercise you and I were talking about before we recorded. I mean, Tony does. He is all about getting those arms and hands up above your head and moving yeah. and, and really, yeah. he understands how to get energy into your body and, and, if there's anything we need right now is really how do we how do we charge up these vessels that we've been you know uh, tasked with managing while we're here on Earth, right? So yeah, let's go into the let's go into the next one. We're gonna go. We get we got uh, the best piece of advice, or what's a really nice piece of advice you'd like to share with the audience? Oh, uh, it whatever it is that you're thinking of doing, just do it. Don't, don't overthink it. Just do it. It's like this whole thing about coming down to Mexico. A lot of people were talking about logistics and this and that. And all. No, just do it. 
to jump. Like there's a, an axiom in marketing, and I believe it comes from Dan Kennedy, who's one of the top direct marketers in the world. They have a process, ready, fire, aim. And that has to do with their marketing. I've seen some of their marketing, which works, looks like the worst dog's breakfast you could ever imagine in terms of the layout. But Dan Kennedy's done extremely well as a direct marketer. And you just, you just think about whatever it is that you want to do and you just jump, you get it out there. Forget about making it perfect. That can come later. That's where they say aim afterwards. Get it out there and see what happens. Like advertising, you want to succeed as a marketer. It's all about testing. And you get something out there and you see what happens. Like John Carlton's a great example. It's reading a, a thing about him where he was working on an advertising piece and he just couldn't get it right. He worked on it, I think, for three or four months, rewrote it something like 14 or 15 times, maybe more than that, and he finally got it. And when he got it, they made $800,000 worth of sales in a week. Mm. Nice. I love you it. You got to be willing. Yeah, you got to be willing to stuff. test. You got to be willing to fall. Good stuff. All right. So if you uh, if you listen to this and are not walking away with some great uh, ideas to implement right away, you just, you just didn't listen. So, um, but you know what? You can always follow up, Nathan. How would people get in touch with you? Uh, well, you can write to me through email admin at nathansiegel.org. All right, go whoa whoa go slower, Nathan. How do people oh, say sorry. it? Because people are going to be writing this, <laughs> sorry. trying to write their uh, notes while they're driving in their car. They're on a treadmill. Come okay. on, Nathan. What is it? Okay, it's uh, admin at nathansiegel.org. Okay, that's Nathan. And I'm going to put it in the show notes too, but Nathan yeah. and Siegel spelled S-E-G-A-L. Nathan, it has been really an absolute blessing having you on the Office Marketing Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day. And I hope you uh, enjoy some sunshine and some fresh air throughout the rest of your day. Thank you, I will. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.